Welcome to the Jesus and Mental Wealth Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm your host, Melody. And before we jump into the word for today, I would like to start off with a word of prayer. If you could join me, I would appreciate it. If not, you can listen to me say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea su nombre. Venga su reino, haga ser su voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en la tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Verse 7. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and I will be and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. 
when the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, and from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites and the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Te alabamos, Señor, por tu palabra. Hallelujah, Jesus. Genesis 15. Praise God for his word, for his unending and unfailing love toward us that he would just keep this covenant right here through all the generations. And we are living in those generations that are going to be a part of the fulfilled promise of this covenant right here. How amazing is it that God still honors his word from way back when to this day, to this day, he's honoring his covenant with his people. Hallelujah. There is none more faithful. Hallelujah, Jesus. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. I wonder if it was like, I don't know, he was just looking up and boom, words came to his mind's eye. Or if the phrase, the word of the Lord came to Abram is a way that they mentioned in the Old Testament how God communicated, right? So it's not like God said this. The word of God came to Abram. Somehow, some way, the Lord communicated to Abram. And in this particular way, in this particular chapter, it was through a vision or in a vision. So in this vision, he had a conversation with the Almighty. And... Throughout this conversation, something happens. Abram starts off faithless. He does not believe the promise that God had given him before that he will have a son. And he will be his heir. Abram is in a place where he doesn't see the fulfillment and is therefore a bit discouraged. But God doesn't tell him, oh, look at you not believing me. Like, come on, bro. I just took you out of Egypt, even though you lied on your wife. I, I'm providing for you all this time, and you still don't get it? Like, God didn't do that, and he doesn't do that ever. He was patient with him, and instead of shunning him, he made it a more of a sure thing for Abram to know without a shadow of a doubt that... The Lord will fulfill his promise, which is to give him an heir and that his descendants will outnumber the stars. Are we not living in the fulfillment of that promise to Abram? The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward is exceedingly great. And it's funny that the first thing he tells him is don't be afraid. Abram just got away from kings who were trying to take his people had already taken his nephew and he just got him back and all his stuff back with his friend's stuff also 
And the first thing God tells Abram is to not be afraid. I'm sure that Abram, as a man, was able to handle himself in front of the kings. But as a person, as a human being, in the middle of everything that was going on, which was a ridiculous war um, between four, four versus five kingdoms, <laughs> um, I'm sure that he was a little bit afraid, you know? <laughs> I'm sure that as a human being, to be in that kind of situation when you weren't part of the people that were fighting is probably nerve-wracking, right? Um, so it makes sense that the Lord would come to him and the first thing he would try to do is put him at ease because after everything he's, he's seen and experienced and witnessed, it's like, what else is this? What is this? What is next? You know, but the Lord decided to provide peace with his coming. And he said, fear not, Abram, I am your shield. I am the one that has kept you safe. I am your protector. I am your shield your reward is exceedingly great because you've trusted me to be your shield your reward is extremely great and abram was like oh lord god what will you give me and god was like your very own son shall be your heir if you want to know the exact details of what they said i just went over that four minutes ago so oh praise you jesus then the Lord brought him outside. So after the vision, the Lord brought him outside. So it was nighttime after this vision. So that's one day from what I'm seeing, right? It's the first day he got a vision. Then by the nighttime, the Lord gave him um, like a physical, a, a, a physical representation in his reality, which was the stars. And still that's a bit, you know, kind of out there because... Especially in the olden times, they had no clue how many stars were out there. They just knew what they would see, which if you don't live in the city, you can see a lot. And if you didn't have any cities back then, imagine just how much more you could see. So, like, I don't know if y'all have seen stars at night with no lights on, but it is a sight to behold. And I don't think I would believe God if I was in Abram's shoe looking up at the stars looking up at all of that and not having any sons at all and I'm already old I wouldn't believe it either I would not believe that I was going to have a kid and me being the woman I would not believe that I'd be getting pregnant I would so be in denial it's not even funny <laughs> um but God said look now toward heaven and count the stars if you can so shall your descendants be if you can count the stars then you'll know how many descendants you have but realistically and God knew which is why he said it if you can, the number of the stars will outnumber your, excuse me, the number of your descendants will outnumber the stars. Or they won't outnumber them, but they will be as the stars. There'll be a bunch of them, is I think the point. Um, and Abram believed the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. It's the faith that God saw in Abram after this conversation that was counted to him for righteousness. It wasn't after the covenant was made. It wasn't after his name was changed. It was before everything happened. Just a simple conversation. Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted it to him for righteousness. He is a father or the father of our faith. And it's his faith that made him the righteous man that we know him to be. According to the Lord, the God most high. And he said, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur 
of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit. On top of the fact that I'm going to give you a son to inherit to, to, for your legacy, he's also going to have a land, and this is it. That's what the Lord is telling Abram. Praise God. And Abram still seems kind of like not sure. Already God said he counted it, to, count, accounted it to him for righteousness. I wonder if Abram knew that. I wonder if Abram knew that God considered him righteous because of that. I doubt it, but I just wonder. Um, did that matter to Abram, that he was righteous? Because um, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like what mattered to him was having a son. Um, but... You know, that's just questions I have. Like, questions about this covenant. A three-year-old heifer, which is a baby cow. Three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram. So three baby animals and two types of birds. Five animals in total. The birds weren't cut in half, but the three-three-three became six-six-six. Because they were cut in half. So now you got two pieces of the heifer, two pieces of the female goat, and two pieces of the three-year-old ram. I have no clue what it is about however just visually in my head it's weird it's hella weird because i'm not used to animal sacrifices i'm not used to rituals but the people of this time were fully aware i guess of what it was that the lord was doing at this time with abram through this covenant so much so that this covenant became like a cornerstone of everything that we build our faith on. Then he brought all of these to him, that's Abram, and cut them in half, Abram did that, and down the middle, well, half down the middle, and placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. Okay. Then Abram drove the vultures away when they came, because obviously when a dead animal is there, carcasses equals vultures and vultures during a covenant is a big no-no <laughs> as the sun set abram fell asleep so now this is day two because or my thinking is that it's day two right so he brought all these things to him right so it's like the lord came to abram in a vision it doesn't say what time of day then he brought him outside, and it can't be there can't be stars out there if it's not nighttime already. So if it's already nighttime enough where you can see stars, the sun has set, right? And then the Lord believed Abram believed the Lord and accounted him for righteousness. And then the Lord spoke to him again, but I don't know if that was on the same day, right? Because then the the next thing he does is make himself known again. Right, So the first time that he spoke to Abram, he told him not to be afraid and um, introduced himself as a shield. And now he's introducing himself as the Lord who did this, who, to protect him and who protected him and gave him a land to inherit. So I'm thinking that this is day two of this covenant that they're doing this, um, the ritual per se, and then... In verse 13, this is what the Lord says. Know certainly that your descendants will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. 
and also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, generation they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. I don't know what the iniquity of the Amorites is. I'm sure that if uh, I do a little bit of research on it, I probably will. But I haven't done that yet. Um, however, regardless of that, um, the 400 years that they were afflicted comes in the next cha uh, book, not chapter, I think. I think it's actually in the same book anyway we'll see because we're only on verse 15 on chapter 15 of this 50 chapter book of the first book of the bible in our chronological bible study series hallelujah jesus thank you so much for the opportunity to speak on your word yes god yes lord so all of this he said to him to provide more peace to give him a fuller context, a better understanding of everything that he was going to gain by trusting in this God that loves him so. When the sun went down and it was dark, I, this is like the end of day two, in my opinion, or the end of day three. When did he start the covenant? Lord, I'm, I'm going to get this right and I'm going to do it in the blog. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> When the sun went down and it was dark, behold, there was, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. So God literally walked between those dead animals and birds and something happened and fire and a torch. So there was like a smoking furnace and a torch. How does that work? Did the furnace light the torch? Was the torch already there? Is the torch just a symbol of Jesus walking? Is the torch not an actual torch, but like a figurative one? You know how the Statue of Liberty is holding up the, the fire of liberty? Or the fire of liberty burns brighter, whatever analogy you want to use. Like, is the, is the torch here an analogy to? Um, but I don't know. I gotta do some research. <clears throat> On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, the same day that he did the whole walking through the dead animals thing, he made a covenant saying, a promise is what this covenant thing is, to your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, and then all the different tribes that are along this land he goes on to name now the one thing that i definitely took from this chapter is the fact that safety is not always a good thing security is what god promises eventually safety is not the promise as andy minio put it my god is good but he's not always safe no meaning that the situations that you may find yourself in may not necessarily feel safe to our, na our natural state as a human being, but with God, all things are possible, and him being our shield and our exceedingly great reward, he is faithful and just to keep his promise, which is to keep us protected under his unfailing love under the shadow of his wings we can hide and fly without fear 
because God is in control. I hope and pray that you take comfort in knowing that God is in control, not you, but God. Gracias, mi Dios, por tu palabra. Te hablamos siempre en nuestro corazón. Pero ya en este episodio terminamos de hablar sobre ti. Gracias, Señor, por todo lo que nos da. Y gracias por siempre protegernos. Lo que sea que usted quiera que yo le diga a esta, a esta gente que están escuchándome, me deja saber, mi Dios. Hasta, hasta ese momento, te doy la gracia por la oportunidad de hablar de ti. De ti que tanto te amo, tanto te quiero, mi Dios, y tanta alegría que tú me das, que tú me traes. Yo le quiero dar esa alegría a las personas que me están escuchando también. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.